Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, November 27th, closing day at Churchill Downs. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman and Keenan's Director of Wagering Development. Saturday is their second Stars of Tomorrow card, all two-year-olds at Churchill. And we're going to go to the late pick four, and it's all stakes. Two graded stakes, and then uh, two non-graded stakes. And the first one of those is in the ninth, the Lively Shively. It's two-year-olds going six and a half furlongs. And Jim, you and I were talking before we started recording. Late pick four could well be fairly chalky, but uh, could you find any value in this first leg? I think there's a shot. Uh, Tahano Twist is going to be a big favorite. I don't know that you'll get seven to five on him. This is a nice race, though. I mean, uh, they've, they've got, I mean, they're giving away a million bucks these last, or a million two, I guess, these last four races. This is a $200,000 listed stake, so... They're giving away that Derby City money left and right at Churchill. So it's a, it's a nice race. I thought Tahano Twist is going to be the big favorite in here for Brett Calhoun coming off that really impressive win at Keeneland. Won by seven and a quarter. Uh, nothing has come back out of that race to win. Cool Papa G is in this race. Uh, but, but that was a dominating performance. He's backed it up with uh, coming out of Remington with an 87 buyer. So I think he's going to be a big favorite in here. But um, I think you can make a case for Chad a lot. Uh, Asmussen has, uh, it's amazing how hot Asmussen has been at Churchill when he was so cold at Keeneland. Uh, he's winning a 28% clip, and I think he won five races the other day. So uh, Asmussen's barn is hot. This horse ran terribly at Keeneland, but he caught a sloppy track in the Bowman Mill, got, had the lead to the top of the stretch and gave it up. I, I'm just going to draw a line through that one and go back to that 86 buyer at Churchill on October 1. So uh, runs back to that. He's going to be right there. And I'm going to throw in Cool Papa G. The horse improved last time off, uh, off a, a tough maiden win at Churchill, but had been off for four months, so had some issues getting back to the races. And this is the other Asmussen, and that's a horse that you can play in, in situations like this when you chat a lot. looks really good, but I think Rosario taking Cool Papa G uh, might have a shot in here. And uh, so I'm going to throw those three in there when we get to pick four. Uh, cool Papa G would be my upset pick here, but Chatelot and Tejano Twist look really tough. And I'm taking Chatelot, uh, trying to beat the favorite, basically, if, if I'm betting within the race. I think that this horse may get burned up in the pace duel. He was on the inside of a hot pace in that race at Keeneland. So if you, as you mentioned, that previous effort, an 86 buyer and at Churchill uh, would stack up really well here. And for a horse that could be the controlling speed, I'm going to take a shot with Chatelot and, and Asmussen's barn spins hot. Twist, back-to-back 87s, a couple of subpar runs at Churchill. Now that was early in the horse's career, so maybe it's not significant, but I thought that might be a speck of vulnerability on Tejano Twist. And then the other one uh, I took was Hoist the Gold. If you forgive the last race, then the form looks pretty solid and a much better price. So I'm not going to use that horse when we get to the pick four uh, because I'm not going to make too big of a ticket because, as we were saying, I don't know that it's going to pay a whole lot. But um, if you want to go deeper, uh, you might take a look at Hoist the Gold. Tenth race is the Grade 2 Golden Rod for two-year-old fillies at a mile and a 16th. And I think it's the favorites in here. I ended up taking Sandstone, who was really impressive for McPeak with an 88 buyer fig in the Rags to Riches. That was at a mile on the 16th. And it was the second runaway win for this filly since coming back from a break. 
uh, famed, certainly could be good enough to, to beat her, but uh, she's coming off a maiden win and stretching out to two turns for the first time, where Sandstone's already won at two turns. So that gave Sandstone the edge for me, but kind of a toss-up. If you want to go deeper, uh, Dream Lith uh, dropping out of a couple of grade ones, and uh, the other horses are moving up into grade twos, and Dream Lith is dropping down from grade ones. So on that angle, I think I will uh, throw that one in as well. How about you in the Goldenrod? I stuck with the two logical horses here, Famed and Sandstone, and uh, Fame just lived up to her billing last time out at Kingland in a maiden special weight. Uh, I don't know that, that the sloppy track may have moved her up, but she, you know, she's well meant. Uh, everybody had her at, at two to five last time out at Kingland. Uh, but Sandstone was more impressive in her Churchill win, and she's won by nine and ten and three quarters, and she's gone a progression from five and a half to a mile to a mile and sixteenth, where Fane has already only run six furlongs and seven furlongs. So there's a question whether she'll be able to carry that speed uh, to a mile and sixteenth for this one. But she's got a lot of talent. Brad Cox, Drew, got to use those two, and I'm, that, that's all I'm going to use here. You girl uh, was very promising at Churchill, and in her in her debut, but then she ran ten links behind Sandstone last time out, and uh, I can't see her turning that around this quickly. And like you say, Dreamless might be the, the third one in here for Deodoro. Uh, ran in two grade ones, but wasn't competitive in either the Spinaway or the Alcibiades, um, uh, which is called Echo Zulu and Juju's Map. So uh, that, that's to be excused, but I don't know that this is an easy enough spot for her at this time in her career. So I'm going to stick with Famed and Sandstone. We'll get the big four. Grade 2 Kentucky Jockey Club is for two-year-olds at a mile and the 16th, basically the boys' version. You could have a filly in here, but I don't think there are any. It's all boys. Big field. Uh, best chance probably to maybe catch uh, a little bit of a price, just if no, for no other reason than the field is so big. Um, how you see the Kentucky Jockey Club? Yeah, I think this is the best wagering opportunity on the, on the late part of the card. Um, Tis the bomb in here. Interesting coming out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf back to dirt. The horse ran well on dirt uh, at Ellis Park back in July on a race that was meant for the turf, but obviously uh, has done extremely well on the turf. Uh, almost beat, almost pulled off a miracle out in the uh, Breeders' Cup Turf uh, Juvenile. So if Tis the Bomb wins this, though, I mean, that, that makes him four for six lifetime. And there was some talk on Twitter that he might get at least a nomination for Outstanding Two-Year-Old for the Eclipse Award. It might be a stretch, but uh, I, I'm going to be kind of pulling for him here because he won the bourbon on the turf at Keeneland that, that got him into the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, and he certainly didn't embarrass himself out there. So I think he's got a big shot here. Howling time for Dale Romans won on, on Halloween Day, the ultimate uh, Swami angle, um, howling time on Halloween. But he was impressive, <coughs> excuse me, drawing off from a couple other horses, uh, one horse that's in here, um, two for two lifetime. So Dale Romans has a big shot with uh, with this two-year-old. Classic Causeway for Brian Lynch coming out of the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland, where he was the favorite off that 90 buyer at Saratoga. Um, had the lead to the top of the stretch and gave it up. And uh, first time at mile 16th probably was too much to ask this horse. And he ought to be better today, I think. Uh, Going to take a couple of horses on the outside that maybe could move up um, off 
couple of good efforts, especially White Abario for Safi Joseph coming out of that Gulfstream race where he led wire to wire and won by four uh, at one to five. Uh, but moving up from an claim, official claimer to the grade two is a big step up, but has back-to-back 81 buyers in his holster. And Dallas Stewart for ben, with Ben Diesel was very impressive with this horse coming in his debut win at, at uh, Churchill back on October 31st. And uh, if he moves forward, he's got a shot here. So I'm going to take a shot with a couple horses on the outside. Uh, but Tis the Bomb, Howling Time, and Classic Causeway all look really good in here. It's funny, for the 14-horse field, we ended up on the same five horses. I, I <laughs> went to those two at the outside as well. I ended up taking Howling Time to win, ran well on the stretch out. Uh, Talamo uh, sticks here, uh, even though he had a, a winning ride on another horse in the race. Um, and this just, horse just looks like he's, you know, it's the Al Ball stable, so um, that's uh, one of Roman's main clients, and they do a nice job of... Uh, picking out young horses so a lot of things to like about howling time classic causeway could be really dangerous in here because that was a horrible post last time and having to go long first time from uh, i think it was 13 or 14 hole uh, is a lot to ask uh, for this horse in the claiborne breeders futurity so really ran pretty well to uh, finish where he did uh, got to use tis the bomb also certainly uh, looks like a very classy horse so i think will be best on turf and then I was real impressed with Ben Diesel's race. So just on the angle that he could be something special, I'm going to have him on my ticket for Dallas Stewart. And then White Abario just off those 281s at Gulfstream and has moved into the Joseph Barn. And um, we've seen horses before come up out of Gulfstream and, and run big. So I'm going to use the same five that you mentioned when I get to the pick four. Howling time's the win pick. Twelfth race is the Fern Creek for two-year-old fillies at six and a half. So this is the companion to the Lively Shively. And uh, I took Matareya in here. I think Sweet Danny Girl's probably going to be favored off two impressive runs last time in a stake at Keeneland. But uh, Matareya comes down from a grade one. And I remember talking to Brad Cox at one point interviewing him during the Keeneland meet about uh, his horses and his Breeders' Cup horses. And uh, this it may have been in... Uh, leading up to the Darley Alcibiades, that he said this horse was working every bit as well as Juju's map. And he thought that uh, she might have a little better shot to win the Alcibiades. And it kind of looks like it might be the case that uh, she doesn't want to go long because uh, she was in a great spot, I think second, and then faded. So she cuts back to six and a half here. And if, uh, if she is truly uh, in the same league with Juju's map, well, that horse would be odds on in this spot. So... I'm going to take Matareya. Um, Rosario staying on board uh, kind of solidified it for me. Sweet Danny Girls uh, got to be on the ticket, though. And then um, off those impressive runs. And then very little sense I'm going to use. And then knowing glance, just on the angle that this horse is a price and really improved in the first start since moving into Mike Maker's barn. Maker's uh, barn has heated up this uh, last week or so at Churchill. So I'm going to have that horse on the ticket as well. So... um, looking to you know try to catch a price somewhere in this sequence to, to boost the price of the pick four. How do you see the Fern Creek? I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to take four horses in here. Um, uh, Matarea and Sweet Danny Girl, hard to pick between those two. Uh, Sweet Danny Girl might be a little bit better at this point in her career, but Matarea certainly has a lot of upside. I, I agree with you. She just might not have wanted to go long in the uh, Alcibiades. 
the other horses in here I'm going to use, I'm going to use Golden Sights, the other Brad Cox. This filly hasn't been, she took her four four times to break her maiden, and her buyer was didn't come back that strong, but uh, Brad likes this horse, and, and sometimes you get that other Cox, and uh, if she takes a step up, she's got a shot. And uh, I'm going to use very little sense for Randy Morse. Um, ran behind Sweet Danny Girl, only got to be three like three quarters of a length last time out, and so uh, I think she fits well in here as well. The one I'm not using that worries me is this lady. Uh, she had an 85 buyer first time out at Churchill, out of violence, who throws them, throws young uh, fillies and colts very well. And uh, I think um, this horse is 14 to one last time out, uh, and at three to one morning line, I kind of hate not to use her, but I'm not using her just because I'm. I don't want to spend a whole lot of money on this pick four. I'm not sure that it's going to pay back a lot. So let's go to the pick four. What's your ticket look like? I did spend 60 bucks. I added a horse in the last the last leg. I, I added in Golden Sights because I didn't want her to beat me. So I went 2-3-5 in the first leg with Cool Papa G and Tejano Twist, my top pick. Only one four in the uh, Golden Rod with Famed and Sandstone. Uh, five deep in the jockey club with one five six ten twelve and i'd say uh classic causeway is probably going to be my top pick in there and then one two four eight on with golden sights monterey very little sense and sweet danny girl um also going to throw out something if you just want to throw a cheap ticket in there and, and hope to hit a little bit or you want to make it for a bigger amount uh i can i could single the five in the first leg to hano twist and the eight danny girl on the last leg and only spend about five bucks for this ticket. Uh, that might be another option for you, but uh, I did spend sixty dollars trying to hit a price in one of the last two. I am using three five in the first leg, then one four seven. I'm going to throw in the class dropper Dream Lith. So I'm going three deep in the second leg, where you're going three deep in the first leg. We're on the same five horses in the Jockey Club one five six ten twelve, and then uh, the same in the last race. I'm going to go uh, two four five eight. Uh, where you use, you use the one, I'm using the five. $60 ticket, same for me. Um, so the key is going to be to try to catch a little bit of a price probably in that third or fourth leg. But I don't think you're likely to get much of a price in the first two. But possibly in those uh, last two, and that could uh, make the ticket worthwhile. Best of luck with your Saturday plays. Closing day at Churchill is Sunday. I may have said it's uh, Saturday earlier. It is Sunday. And closing day at Del Mar is also on Sunday. Those are mandatory payout days on the pick sixes at both of those tracks. Keep your Keelan Select account full so you can take advantage of the opportunities coming your way this weekend. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach, and that's the In the Money Podcast for KeelanSelect.com.